Well, how many are glad to be here today? Well, we're on a we're on a series entitled A Star is Born. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you all. And I mentioned to you last week that Jesus is the star that was born, but there was a star that was illuminated over a period of time during the time that Jesus was born, and that star was a result of everything in the universe lining up to declare his greatness. In the next two messages, I'm not going to get into it today, in the next two messages we're going to talk about that and the truth of it, because what we're talking about is the greatness of God. And the star who came and the star that was born has birthed only stars since then. Say, I'm a star. You're a star because he made you a star. You're great because he made you great. You're a great one because he said you're a great. You are great. And we were created for greatness, but most people don't believe that. <clears throat> They'll try to, try to get themselves to believe it at different times, but circumstances will always talk them out of it. And today I declare that the word that goes forth will not return void, but accomplish what it was set out to accomplish today in the name of Jesus. And it's for you to get your focus and your mind on the greatness of God, how great that God really is. Amen? Um, I could go in so many different directions with what I'm teaching on this. It, 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 this has been one of the hardest series for me to break down into just a short delivery um, because it's so, it's, it's so vast, there's so much. God is just, God's beyond, right? And actually, the more <clears throat> that I study in the Word, the more I'm a doer of the Word on a daily basis, the more awesome and great that God becomes, um, so <clears throat> I want to start and I want to read what I read last week. <clears throat> I want to give you the definition. It's the child's, it's the fifth grade definition of what a light year is. <clears throat> fifth graders are a lot smarter today than they were in my day. Because if they would have read this in my day in fifth grade, I'd have just stood there and looked at them and acted like I understood what they said, and <clears throat> we'd have gone on. Um, what is a light year? The fastest thing we know of is, that we know of is light, which travels at a speed of 186,000 miles per second. 186,000 miles a second light does. And to, to understand that, <clears throat> they say 
to get an idea of how fast this is, light can travel around about seven times around Earth in one second. 1,001. I don't know. I just, I mean, wow. I mean, but wow doesn't even touch it. In one second, light can travel around the world. I mean, it's beyond. So, astronomers use the speed of light then to measure how far away things are in space. A light year is the distance, a light year is the distance that light can travel in one year. A light year is the distance that light can travel in one year. Everybody got that? In one year, light travels about 5,880,000,000,000 miles in one year. So the light per second, 186,000 miles per second, in one year that travels 5 trillion. Okay, now, to give deeper measurement of, of that, so this distance, this one year, this one light year distance, for example, the nearest star to us is 4.3 light years away. That's over 25 trillion miles. That's the closest star. Now, I, I'm giving you research that I've studied. So if they're all liars, then I'm lying. <clears throat> Our galaxy, the Milky Way, is about 150,000 light years across in diameter. 150,000, actually it's between 150 and 200,000 light years across. Across. Just our galaxy. And last week I told you that there's a hundred billion galaxies in this universe. I'm going to read a scripture to you that says, if, if, if the universe is everything from this bottom stair that way, the Bible says that God stands outside of the universe and sees everything. <clears throat> God stands outside the universe and sees all of these hundred billion galaxies. And you know, my study shows that there's a, there's a minimum of a hundred billion stars in each galaxy. And you know, as I'm giving these figures, those figures are constantly changing. In the 1920s, 
They, they, scientists thought that all the stars in, in, in the Milky Way or in our galaxy were all the stars there were. And now there's a hundred billion galaxies with over a hundred billion stars in every galaxy. If my, if my, as I was studying this, if my study's right on this, in the last 6,000 plus years of earth that we know of earth with Adam and Eve, from Adam and Eve, there's been about a hundred billion people that have lived on planet earth, if my statistics are right, over the last over 6,000 years. It's been a hundred billion people. There's a hundred billion galaxies. One of us could live in every galaxy. (laughs) Who knows? God God may have named one of the galaxies the Fabian Galaxy. Your name. Maybe he, maybe he, maybe because, listen, whatever God creates is a star. And a star was born to liberate and deliver us. Amen? He was born to liberate us and to deliver us so that we could be and become the stars that he created us to be. God's never created anything but something great. And I'm talking about you. And I'm talking about the hundred billion that have ever lived on planet Earth. I mean, you know, in that moment, in the garden, Adam and Eve screwed all up, put a wedge in there, a divide, separate God and man. God could have just wiped the whole plan out, but he had a plan. And what I see in Scripture, and several that we'll read today in the next two weeks, what I see in Scripture is that he had a plan for your and my salvation before Adam and Eve messed it up. He had a plan before the foundation of the earth. He had a plan that we would be liberated and free. He had a plan. How great is our God. How magnificent and awesome and, and, awesome and beyond understanding is the God that we serve. The God that lives in us. Isaiah, we read this last week, Isaiah 40. I'm not going to read as much as I did last week, but I'm going to look at just a few of those verses. Isaiah 40 and verse 15. Behold, the nations are as a drop in a bucket and are counted as the small dust on the scales. The nations. This one planet, this one planet in this solar system, in this massive galaxy, that's one of a hundred billion. The nations 
in God's measurement are but small dust on the scales. Scientists say there's a bunch of dust out there. But the nations are compared in God's God's measurement and the way he looks at things. The nations are but a few pieces of dust. And yet, if we view the nations or situations around us and on our planet, if we view situations in our own personal life as bigger than God can handle, then we're trying to work it out. We're trying to fix things and make things be what they... You're horrible at that. You weren't created to do that. Until you and I really believe it, then the nations will seem beyond being able to figure out. The problems of the world will have no answers. Did you hear what, what the scripture just said? The nations are but a piece of dust on a scale. Oh, I forgot to clean that off before I weighed that. There are the nations. That's God. That's the God we serve. Look, he lifts up the isles as a very little thing, and Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor its beasts sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted by him less than nothing or worthless. To whom then will you liken God? Notice what he says starting again in verse 25. He says the same thing again. To whom then will you liken or compare God to? Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One of Israel? Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the stars. By the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. In other words, God knows where every star is. You ever seen a falling star? God says, there goes Jimmy. There goes Billy. There goes Betty. There goes whatever. He's got a name. Every one of them's name. Every hundred billion stars in our galaxy are named by God. What I'm talking to you about are things that in the natural we have to be reminded of. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings out their hosts by number. Verse 28, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? He never faints and he's never weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Because the God who considers the nations but a piece of dust on a scale has your and my life already planned. Already. Look at another passage. 
in Psalm 89. Psalm 89. We're just talking about the greatness of God. We're just laying a foundation before the next two messages that we have concerning everything that lined up in the heavenlies for the birth of Jesus. Just talking about the greatness of God and how awesome and powerful that God is. Psalm 89 and verse 35. He said, once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His seed, who we are, will endure forever. 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 And his throne as the sun before me. As my wife was saying at the end of worship, just acknowledging the fact that God has prepared a place for us. Listen to me, folks. You and I are forever. We're forever. That's why the word that I gave earlier about being a doer of the word, you you do the word today because you're forever. You don't do the word for a while and quit and back off because it sets you up to not believe in the fact that you're forever. And when does forever start? (laughs) Right now. It's already started for you, but if you don't see it that way, it can start right now. Forever starts right now. Eternity starts right now. It's not after we leave here. It's right now. So we can live and experience life on earth like it is in heaven. Can that actually be done? If you believe the things that I'm telling you. Notice what he said here. His seed shall endure, verse 36, his seed shall endure forever, and his throne is the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness in the sky. Oh, uh, read verse 36 again. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness that's in the sky. Tonight, when you're somewhere, maybe before you walk in your house, but have to be before you walk in your house, but before you walk in your house tonight, after the sun goes down, just look up. Look up and see the moon and the sun in the sky. The moon and the sun continue to hang there They continue to be there. They will always remain. Why? Because of the covenant that God made with man. You and I have a covenant, a connection with him that cannot be broken. And you get discouraged. Who doesn't get discouraged? Who hasn't had thoughts of just giving up in life? Throwing in the towel, taking your own life. Who hasn't had thoughts of things in life where you want to quit and stop? God made a covenant with you. And you have a sun and you have a moon in the sky that is a faithful witness that will never leave because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Tonight, as you look up and you see that moon, you just realize, wait a minute, that moon is there because of the covenant. That planet is there. That 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 that. Light is there from the moon. That light is 
is this reflective light from the sun that is shining and it's telling me God is saying I'm more real than anything that you see. And what we see up there, and nobody can figure out how the sun and the moon remain. Nobody can figure it out. Well, it, it, it's going to die out and it's going to end, not according to the word. I don't care what science says. Science is learning to catch up with the Bible. They're trying. I'm not against science. I mean, you know, astronomers and, and astrologers, I mean, di different ones that study everything that's out there. The deal is, the difference is, when you're a Christian, when you're born again, I'll say that, when you're born again and you learn to take the Word of God literally, then you don't look to the stars for answers. You look to the stars for confirmation. You look to the moon for confirmation to what God said. See, you, you look at the moon one night and it looks like there's, you know, like a, I don't know, maybe there's a form, it's turned a certain way and it looks like it could be, you know, the face of Jesus or whatever and then, oh, it's a sign and it's telling me something. It's not telling you anything. No, it's not telling you anything other than the fact you have a covenant with God and He's got it all covered. You don't look to the moon for answers, you look to the moon as confirmation to what God says is so. Same thing with the stars, with the sun, with everything that's out there. And he's named them all. He's named every single one of them. And has God ever named anything without purpose? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But the moon and the, sky, and, and the sun are in the sky as a witness to you and I. Glory to God. Now, <clears throat> two verses that I think are very, very important. <clears throat> and they're both found in Revelation. And I'm going to look at the last chapter and then the second chapter. Last chapter of Revelation, chapter 2 and verse 25. No, I didn't know that wasn't right. Revelation 22 and verse 16. Sorry. <clears throat> and this is, this is red letter in a red letter edition. This is Jesus. I, Jesus, verse 16, Revelation 22. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root of and the offspring of David, and I am the bright and the morning star. He said, I am. I am, I am the bright and the morning star. I am the illumination. I am the light that enlightens everything and empowers everything to accomplish what needs to happen and be accomplished within the earth. I'm everything. And then I want you to see what he said to the church at Thyatira, and he's saying it to the church in Kerrville or wherever you're from. Chapter 2 and verse 25. <clears throat> and, and the church at Thyatira, I mean, there were some crooks in the church at Thyatira. 
Well, there's been some crooks in the church in Kerrville, Texas. Amen? There's been some, a lot of stuff all through the church, and there was some, all, a lot of stuff. But notice, he always came back with how God created it to be for you and I. Remember, what did he say about himself? I am the bride and the morning star. This is what he said, Revelation 2 and 25, but hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessel. As I also have received from my Father, I will give him the morning star. Give him who? Me him. You him. Right? You and I is who he's talking about. Whoever overcomes... I will give him what? The morning star. I'll give him that empowerment. I am that. When, when, when you see a, when you see a, a planet or the, there's, when you, how many saw the blood moons, the different blood moons over the last few years? When you see certain things happening, there's a reason, there's a purpose behind it. God's whole planet, his whole universe, his solar system and galaxy, it all functions and moves and it's beyond our natural thinking and who he is, think about it for a minute, who he is standing outside the universe and looking in and are there more universes? I don't know, but, but, all, but the scripture says that past the universe, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no light. Past this universe, there's no light. There's no left or right turn. There's no forward or backwards. There's no up or down. There's no nothing. There's nothing except him. And he has empowered you and I. He, he was, he's there, he's here, and a piece of him came down here to be like us, to liberate us. A piece of him came from all that. How, 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 far, how far is the nearest star? What, what did I say earlier? The nearest? To, to, uh, no, to uh, 10 trillion, 10, 12, 14 trillion, 2.3. So, so it'd be 20... Uh, 10 or 12 trillion miles away. And that God out here came down to us to be a part of us. And he said, if you'll do it my way and do what I say, I'll give you that same star. Because I created you a star. God created you star quality. So if Facebook's trying to convince you you're not a star, hit the delete. God created you a star. Man, we're on top of this thing. We're not underneath. 
I've been saved for 42 years, over 42 years. Or 41, I don't know, 41, 42, after a while. I feel like I'm just getting that. I feel like that over the last few years, there's been an empowerment inside of me that empowers me every day. That morning star light and power, it, it's there for me every single day. I, just in the last few years, I've, I've sensed that like I never sensed it, so that every situation that comes to my soul, I'm able to cast it down and take it and bring it into authority to the obedience of what God says is so in my life. 40, 42 years, but especially, say, 37, 38 years, it's like, it's like the download, it was there, it was all, I had all the pieces, I knew all the stuff, I heard all the messages, I know I can quote it backwards. But today, nothing is going to steal from me what I have a right to that bride and morning star. Star was born. He's the star. And I'm going to share with you some things in the next couple of weeks that just have like caused my mind to go tilt about how great that our God is. How absolutely magnificent and amazing that he is. And I want to end with this. Psalm 8. Psalm 8. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who have set your glory above the heavens. Last week we talked about the glory of God, the, the brightness, the, the radiance, uh, the expression of that brightness and that radiance. The Bible says that, that in so many words, that the expression or the facial expression of Jesus is what lights all of heaven. All of heaven is lit with that light. But, but it's, it's a light that's beyond your, your and my understanding. But that light, if we obey him, that light is available to us. He said, I'll give you the morning star. I'll give you the morning illumination. I'll give you my glory to live and operate in that glory. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies. You may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider the heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little while lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have 
made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who is man that you're mindful of him? God's answer is, we're his creation. We're his love. We're his desire. Who is the son of man that you visit him, that, that you are willing to be separated from him and low, be lower even than the angels? Who, 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 is, who is the son of man? He's the one, he was the part of me that I gave for the redemption of the man that I consider and the man being you and me. Man, he loves us. He loves us so much, it's beyond what you and I could even fathom. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceeding and abundantly beyond all that I ask or think according to the power we're talking about today, that power working in me, me being willing to do it his way, me being able to hear his voice, as it said in Revelation 2, to the church at Thyatira, and he's saying it to us, the church of Jesus Christ in Kerrville, Texas. We do it his way, above and beyond anything that we can even ask or think of. And you know what? A lot of times, people think of that as like this amazing career, this amazing amount of money, this amazing this, that, or the other. You know what? All that stuff is like the dust on the scale. Money is nothing to God. Things are nothing to God. All God needs is a heart turned towards him. And the whole earth and its axis will move and do something different if it has to, to make sure you get what you get. That's what happened with Jesus. What I'm going to share with you in the next couple of weeks, I've got a few little pictures and things that show what happened in the years 2 and 3 and 4 B.C. and how the stars continued to line up. Planets coming together that were one in a 500-year coming together came together twice in 10 months. Planets came together to create a, to create a light that shone from, this, from, from the sky that God and his son were real. And the scientists and the astrologers, the magi, <clears throat> they all came together. And they testified of the greatness of God. And I'm believing in the day and hour that we're living in that more and more that will happen. Just because of how great God is. Amen? Today, as you leave here, remember that the sky that's above us is really small. You ever, you ever my, my wife and I used to, we used to lay in the driveway, like real late at night, and we just lay there and watch the stars. And the more you watch it, it, it gets real small. And I feel like the more we watch it and we look at the stars, we realize it is really small. Because <laughs> there's a 
100 billion of those <laughs> all over the place. It's, it's really small. It's not that big of a deal. When you see a plane flying by, you know, <laughs> I mean, that, that's like a Model T flying by. It's nothing. That's who we serve. That's who's inside of us. And that illumination that is who he is, it's in us. God wants it to come out like never before. Thank you, Father.